Hey guys, and welcome to the Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report presented by Great Days Outdoors Magazine, the first podcast to bring you the local fishing report for Alabama's lakes and rivers, whether it's good, bad, or ugly, presented by Great Days Outdoors Magazine. Are you looking for that one-of-a-kind Christmas or birthday gift? If so, head on over to greatdaysoutdoors.com and check out the best gifts for outdoorsmen for 2021. We've curated a bunch of unique ideas to help you find an awesome gift for the outdoorsmen on your list. Just head on over to greatdaysoutdoors.com slash best fishing gifts for outdoorsmen and check it out. And brought to you by Sun South. Strength, speed, and versatility, a winning combination on, off, and in the field. At SunSouth, that's exactly what you get. The quality John Deere equipment, affordably priced, and ready to tackle projects on your property. Like the John Deere 5 Series tractors with discounts up to $3,500 at SunSouth. And don't forget to service your John Deere Gator at SunSouth with free pickup and delivery packages. Come see us at your neighborhood SunSouth, equipment for those that do. Some restrictions may apply. See dealers for details. Offer expires October 31st, 2021. What's up, guys? I'm your host, Brian Sin. Welcome to the Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report. Appreciate you guys joining me today. Man, I got a great show lined up for you. Got some people on we haven't had before. Excited about having them on. And the weather just continues to change in the great state of Alabama. Man, we've had some just literally just some to die for days i mean bluebird just perfect weather uh, i don't know if it's perfect weather for fishing or not we're about to find that out but i know it's perfect weather for just hanging out being outside and enjoying the weather whether you're hiking or camping or whatever you're doing man it's just uh, it's the time of year that i love and uh gets me fired up about about being outdoors and uh gets me a little fired up with some of these co- less cooler weather um about climbing up under a tree too with a bow and arrow so i always love this time of year but hey let's get to the fishing report for segment number one we are going to have our first time guest on i know you guys heard a lot from our auburn fishing team and and we appreciate those guys we love having them on but i've been dying to get some of these montevallo guys on i mean they have just rocked it this year they've had an incredible year we're going to hear all about it from one of their fishing team members, Tyler Kane. What's going on, Tyler? Oh, nothing much. I'm just here at the school, just taking it day by day. Been been on the road a lot lately, and I'm glad to be on with you guys. Hey, you're supposed to. You're studying, man. I mean, you're an academic all star. I mean, you're supposed to be studying right now instead of calling into a podcast. I don't know what you're thinking. <laughs> yeah, I got to make time for it all. That's right. That's right. Well, Tyler, man, thank you for joining us today. I, I want to, of course, I want to get a report from you on what fish are doing. And, but before that, man, I just kind of want to hear about y'all's year this year. You were kind of filling me in before the show on some accolades that you guys have received literally just in the last week, if I'm not mistaken, or two weeks. But, man, kind of give me a rundown on the state of the Montevallo uh, team how many people y'all have maybe how it's grown and just and the results of this year and how y'all done man yes sir well right now we have 60 guys on the team so we have 30 teams yeah this past year 2020 through 2021 season we won the collegiate bass school of the year title which is basically the national champions of all the uh collegiate bass fishing teams and this is recorded over a, a span of a season. And uh, just recently, actually, we won the MLF, which is another uh, division, as I'm sure everyone knows. But we won that uh, School of the Year national title as well. We actually were awarded that yesterday. We had a Zoom call with the college director, Kevin Hunt, and he presented that news to us. So uh, it's been we've been on a. We've been on a good roller coaster ride the past couple of years. Now, just to just to make sure I heard that right, y'all won out of every fishing team in the nation. Y'all came in first place. Yes, sir. In both divisions. In both divisions. The, the only one that that we haven't came a school of the year in yet is Bassmaster, and with Bassmaster, it's more of a individualized award. But 
we're definitely aiming for that as well. We got a lot of we got a lot of really good fishermen on on this team, so we're hoping we can accomplish that too. Man, that's incredible. I mean, I I knew you guys had had a really good year, and that's one reason I, you know, I was looking forward to getting y'all on. But that's an epic year. Yes, sir. Uh, it's the we we're not a hundred percent sure on it with the numbers yet, but we believe we're the first school to ever win both in a year. Man, hats off to you guys. I just, so y'all have thirty teams. Now, I know that different colleges do it different ways. Like I, I know with Auburn. It's not considered a school sport. They have to go go out and get their own sponsors and pay their own way and things like that. Is is Montevallo the same, or is it a scholarship opportunity with Montevallo? It is a scholarship opportunity, and through the school. Fortunately for us, our president is a avid outdoorsman himself, and he is the one who actually started our outdoor scholars program, which is. A program that you can be just a hunter as well and come in and get a scholarship and you can be a part of that as well all the fishing team guys are a part of the outdoor scholars program but there's 90 people total in that program but essentially our president has made the fishing team just basically another sport we get a fund every year from the school and it's not like club affiliated now we do still have to go out and and, and raise sponsorship sponsorship and money ourselves but yeah, we're affiliated with the school. Man, that's that's awesome. And, and that outdoor scholar program, uh, how long ago did that start? And, and I know that, um, you know, who's over the program. For y'all that don't know, this is truly a scholarship for people that just love the outdoors and want to be in the outdoor industry. And I don't know if there's another college uh, in the country, or I think at least y'all were the first one, that offers a scholarship and an opportunity to through this program for guys that want, whether they want to be in the filming side of it or work in the marketing side. I mean, it offers an opportunity to, to stay in the outdoors and to pursue a career in the outdoors through and get a scholarship while you do it. I mean, that's, that's phenomenal. Yes, sir. Uh, it's, started in 2015 and i can't remember the exact number of students but it was like 10 or less students it was our it was our president of of the university it was his idea and then he got a very good director who is now our he's our fishing coach pro uh, outdoors program director he's the head of all of it his name's william crawford but we've had william on here before like uh, it's been a long time it's been a while since we had him we need to have him back but William is a phenomenal guy, man. I, I love William and uh, passionate. He, he has done an incredible job with y'all's program. I, I just wanted to throw that in there, but go ahead. Yes, sir. Yeah, he's definitely he's definitely built something special here. And uh, it's not even if you don't fish. I mean, you can still come in, get a scholarship. You get to go on, you know, three or four trips a year, all different kinds of trips. I mean, and it's all all paid for through the school, and and it's just and we have we have like meetings a week every week, and we'll have guest speakers, we'll have cookouts. It's a lot more than just what meets the eye, but uh, yeah. And as far as the fishing team goes, man, he's he's really put together very good team. I mean, statistically, last year, I mean, we had one of the best seasons in college fishing history with our wins and accolades. So I mean, it's it's pretty special. How did you get involved with it? I mean, is this something that you went out and you pursued because you knew of this program or is this, I mean, I'm a baseball guy and with baseball, I know, you know, like we're recruited by the colleges to, to come play. I mean, we may reach out to them, but then we're, we're normally it's a recruiting type process. Are y'all actively going out to different schools around the state, around the country and recruiting top guys or are these guys that are pretty much coming to y'all? Well, it's kind of developed over time. So with me, I was recruited. I had to reach out to get into the, you know, the outdoors program, had to do a couple of things. But for me and my class, most of us were recruited. But for the most part, a lot of the guys before us and some guys after us, you know, kind of reached out. And it was a thing where William would, you know, just take you in if you, if you were really interested. Well, now 
after our successes the past couple of years, you know, William gets a, a ton of more kids reaching out to him. And, you know, now he can kind of go out and recruit the guys he wants and get who he wants. Top now, talent. Yeah. I would say, like, with my class, probably, I would say probably three-quarters of my class was probably recruited, and then a lot more of the classes under us. And then, you know, some of the older guys, most most of those guys were recruited too, but some of them, you know, just came and showed interest. But Williams got that ability now where, I mean, we've got kids on our team from 11 different – no, 12 different states represent a kid on our team. So, I mean, we've got kids from all over the place. That's Lexus. really cool. Yeah, That's really and, cool. Um, it's any, pretty much anywhere that, that William wants to go and, and, and get a kid, he, he, he's got the opportunity now. So what year are you, Tyler? I'm a junior. You're a junior. Okay, I thought you were right in there somewhere. So you're a junior, and where'd you grow up? Uh, I grew up in the Bessemer McCullough area. I went to uh, McAdory High School. Okay, and that's where y'all, you was on the fishing team there? We actually didn't have an official uh, fishing team. I kind of fished affiliated. Me and another kid that used to attend here, Ethan King, he actually fishes the Bassmaster Opens now, but me and him were fishing partners in high school. And uh, we we could fish every trail except for Bassmaster because you had to attend the same high school. He went to Shelby County High School. So me and him fished the FLW, all the local airport marines, you know, all those different kind of trails. Nice. We and me and him together. And that's how Will, William offered me and Ethan about the same time pretty early on. So. You know. How cool is that, man? A scholarship to go fish. I love it. And get and, and and not just fish, but fish on a top team in the country and and man, all the videography that you guys do when y'all are on your tournaments and stuff. I mean, it's just it's just really well done. If you guys haven't seen any of the videos, uh y'all have a YouTube page, correct? Yes, sir. How do yes, people sir. find that? You could probably find it through our Instagram or Facebook. Right now, I think it's mainly, you know, Outdoor Scholars TV, which is mainly like all the fishing trips or hunting trips, different things like that. We've got a couple of we've got a couple of kids here that are just here for film and trying to get into the outdoor industry through film, you know, and and, and marketing uh, and that that kind of thing. That's another thing about this program is William's got all these connections, you know, like any kind of internships you want to go in whether it's fishing industry or hunting industry you know we've got those connections here that you might not have anywhere else which is really neat yeah that is really neat man well <laughs> phenomenal job william's done and from and phenomenal job you guys have done and uh, congrats again but you know give us before we get you off of here we we want to get an update uh, on the coastal river fishing report segment so what are the fish doing right now on the coast, whether it's Lay or Logan or, or however you want to break that down? So right now, um, with this, this cooler weather we've been having lately, you know, a lot, the water's stabilizing a lot. The water temps are dropping. Um, shad are beginning to, you know, move in the backs of creeks, and, you know, the fish are going to move with them. Anything shallow right now, you know, fishing grass, you know, shallow wood, anything like that is, is, is definitely good right now. Shad imitating bait, you know, and it's also it's also getting a lot closer to the time where a lot of main river stuff will be good as well. When it, water keeps uh, water temp keeps on dropping, you know, fishing main river banks, bluff walls, sea walls, different things like that. But their main forage right now should be shad and uh, it should be get the fishing should be getting better now that it's cooled off, especially since we've had it couple of rains lately and colder nights so yeah yeah absolutely so what's kind of this time of year what's kind of your go-to bait kind of walk us through a, a couple of the baits that you might go out and fish with right now i would say i have four right now and uh i would say my first first one would be a swim jig you know fishing shallow in the grass of course um and then a frog maybe and then my other two would be an A-rig and a jerk bait. You can't beat those right now, especially with as heavily as they're feeding on shad and as they're moving in the back of these creeks, things like that. Oh, yeah. An A-rig would be really good right now for sure with them chasing the shad. 
on a swim jig, and we've walked through this before with other guys, but it's been a while, I think, since we've done it. But when you're talking about a jig and you're, you're, you're talking about a normal jig, maybe that you would flip or throw in deep water, and then you, you're talking about the difference in a, in, in a swim jig, what's the big difference in the two style of jigs? So there's actually several different styles, starting, I guess, from the deepest you can, you can throw. A, if you have a football jig, which is a lot heavier of a jig, it's, a, it's usually you know, anywhere from a, a half ounce, a three-quarter ounce, even an ounce. And uh, those you throw mainly offshore, you know, deeper on ledges, deeper hard spots, things like that. And then you also have what's called like a casting slash finesse jig, which is just a jig you can like pitch around you know, throw around docks, different things like that, just like a regular casting jig. You fish it on bottom as well. Then you have what's called like a pitching or flipping jig, which is something you actually pitch to cover shallower that you can visually see with your eyes. And then the last one, the one that I mentioned, the swim jig, that's mainly for you swim it right under the surface. And uh, basically you're doing that to target, you know, open fields of either vegetation and grass, you can fish it by wood, docks, different things like that. That's mainly imitating more of a bait fish or a bluegill. So why would you fish a swim jig instead of like a chatter bait or a swim bait? I mean, or, or a spinner bait? Because really that's, in my mind, I'm, I, I like, I'm like, okay, a swim jig is really a very similar to a spinner bait just without the spinner right well my take on it is you know i love throwing a spinner bait too i'm, I'm a full first spinner bait myself but uh basically with a swim jig you can be a little bit more subtle with it um you can throw it in in some places that you can't really throw a spinner bait as well like if you throw it in thick grass or whatever mm. you know you can work it through it with a swim jig and uh, sometimes with a spinnerbait, you know, you just got to work the edge. That's just one example. Also, me personally, when it's like a bluebird sky and there's no wind, everything's calm, I'm going to throw a swim jig over a spinnerbait because I don't have all the flash and the vibration. The same thing goes with a chatterbait, you know. I like, I like a chatterbait when it's a little bit more windy, you know, different conditions. It's all on different conditions, but when you're fishing grass mainly, for a, with a swim jig, you you can't beat it as far as the castability and where you're working. That's great stuff, man. That, that's that's really good, and that and that kind of leads into my my next question. When we have guests on, the one thing we 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 always try to do before we we end the segment is we always want to kind of end with a tip of the day. So, if you were going out on the Kusa this weekend, what would your tip of the day be to the listeners? Uh, it can depend on where you go. If you're going to one of the lakes, you know, with a dam that you can fish, whether you're like Mitchell or Jordan, you know, you always have to have the dam come into play this time of year because those big, spot, big spots are up there feeding heavy on shad, different things like that. But, uh, but with any of them, uh, you know, just moving shallow, you know, going in the backs of creeks. Basically, if you're around shad, you're probably around fish that's the number one thing i'd look for right now and uh like i said those four key baits you know swim jig you know a frog a jerk bait and a rig all you know shad imitating colors and uh, that's basically what i what that's my tip that's what i would be looking for good stuff man well tyler thank you for the update on on uh on mount Avalo and, and what you guys have been able to do this year and for the report so glad to finally get you on here and look forward to having you and some of your teammates back on in the future. So uh, keep doing it, man. Keep winning and uh, going hard. I know you will. And, and, and go study, man. You got to get off the phone with me and go study. You got reports and stuff to do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, man. Take care, Tyler. We'll talk to you again soon, brother. All right. Thank you. All right. All right, guys. Let's take just a minute and hear from one of this week's sponsors. One in four hooks in the world is made by Mustad Fishing. See why they're the best-selling hook brand in the world and enjoy 25% off your next order at mustad-fishing.com by using code GREATDAYS at checkout. And brought to you by The Hunting Exchange. 
In this day and age, we all know it's a struggle to sell hunting equipment on large social media platforms. And that's where the Hunting Exchange steps in. Hunting Exchange is an app for iOS and Android that gives you a one-stop shop to buy and sell your hunting gear. Whether you're looking to sell your bow, broadheads, technical apparel, stands, saddles, or anything in between, this secure platform allows you to buy and sell gear with confidence. As a buyer, each dollar you spend is insured by PayPal, and as a seller, there are no hidden charges like other platforms, and listing items are also free. Gone are the days of having listings removed from Facebook and worrying about being banned and removed from groups for wanting to sell something as simple as your bow or a knife. So head on over to the App Store or Google Play and experience a new hassle-free way to buy and sell hunting gear by downloading the Hunting Exchange app today. And brought to you by... Photonist Defense is proud to offer the PD Pro line of night vision systems. The PD Pro series is the world's smallest and lightest night vision goggles built around the Photonist 16mm filmless 4G image intensifier tubes and our hybrid filmless 18mm image intensifier tubes. These ultralight, ultra-compact night vision systems deliver the cleanest image, best resolution, smallest, most transparent halo, and best overall performance and function of any night vision system available. The PD Pro line consists of the PD Pro M 16mm monocular, the PD Pro B 16mm binocular, and the PD Pro Q panoramic night vision system. Photonist Defense, Masters of Darkness. Welcome back to the show, guys. Man, great last segment. Man, Montevallo has got got it going on with their fishing team, and I'm so glad to finally get those guys on and and look forward to having more of them on in the future. But, man, he did a did an amazing job, awesome job of speaking. I, I just – it still amazes me how these young men – I think back to when I was their age, and I don't know if I could have been a good a speaker uh, and, and do as good on a podcast as some of these young college guys do now, but – I don't know. Maybe they're used to it, but whatever it is, they do a great job with it. But let's get on to the next segment and uh, get down to Lake Eufaula, West Point, for a report with Ken Beard. And, Mr. Ken, how are you, sir? Uh, we're doing good. We've got some cool weather coming in and fish are biting and everything's, everything's going good. That's awesome, man. I've been looking forward to talking to you. We haven't had a uh, – been a minute since we've had a West Point report, and – and I know that this colder weather and these fronts have probably have probably got it on fire there. So been looking forward to hearing from you today, man. So thank you for joining us. So man, let's let's dive in. What are they doing? Uh, you can kind of pick your poison right now if you want. <laughs> Fish shallow with square bills and spinnerbaits, chatterbaits. You can do that. And most of the fish you catch uh, will be largemouth. And you can get out deep. I was catching spotted bass yesterday in 28 feet of water on a jigging spoon good gracious um, yeah and then i caught some next to the bridge on the jig and they were out there about 20 foot deep too um the shad never did really get all the way in the pockets you know what we call looks like you can walk across the top of them yeah uh, they they kind of they started in there with our first cold front and then it started warming up and the wind died and it got hotter and hotter and the, and the water temperature warmed back up and they just started easing back out and then they were all they were like at the mouth and then this next front came through and they moved about mid middle of the pockets and there is some in the backs but not not like not like a typical fall for some reason i mean i'm still seeing shad out there and 25 and 30 35 feet and wherever the you know in the fall wherever the bait is there's fish with them and uh, so you know it's just i took a veteran out uh, day before yesterday and we caught he wanted to catch fish he could keep so i'm like you know we catch any of the crappy hybrids stripers you can keep them but you know we're going to put the bass back and he said that's that's fine as long as i got something to keep and so we uh, caught crappy out of brush piles, you know, in 15, 18 feet of water. They were, most of them suspended at the top. And 
then we went bass fishing and uh, throwing square bills and uh, had three largemouth. It was about three and a half pounds apiece. And then we pulled out on a big point out there and uh, we caught them, caught them with a jig, caught them with a jig and spoon, just pretty much any way you want to catch them. We, we didn't put in 11 o'clock because our, our best, they've been biting in the middle of the day and then they bite again right at dark. And so last couple of hours, I went to a big old huge point that runs out in the lake and uh, dropped a chicken spoon down there. And it's like every time you drop it down there, you catch one. Uh, but, you know, they kind of run in the same, the schools are usually about the same size. So these are, wasn't but about a pound, pound and a half, but I was just killing time until that last 30 minutes of dark. And, uh, because for the last two and a half weeks, they've been coming up on this little flat and last 20 to 30 minutes of dark before it gets dark. And, um, they've been six to eight pound hybrids coming in there. Oh, and, wow. Yeah, so we caught those for a while, and I said, well, let's go see if we can catch some bigger ones. I didn't I didn't tell him, you know, I knew there was going to be something there. I thought there would be, and we pull over there, and I'm like, just throw right up there and let it go to the bottom. Wind it up about five times and let it go back to the bottom, and I mean, like, every cast, you catch one. And, I mean, they're just like a redfish. They're just stripping drag, you know, running. So he had he had a fishing trip. He, he had never seen nothing like that, you know. <laughs> Uh, that's awesome he we filled his cooler up with those hybrids and stripes and but yeah it's fishing's been good and I, I got i got a good many trips booked next week and we got some veterans expos coming up uh delta airlines and the, the ymca and noonan both those will be next week and so nice. i'll have probably 30 or more veterans sign up usually at those events and um I'll start putting those in. Heck uh, yeah. And I've got paying customers in between. I have to have a few paying customers. That's right. That's uh, good, man. You know, it's really amazing to me is, you know, being able to get to talk to all you guys from around the state and listen to what the fish are doing in different areas. And I know West Point is, you know, it's a little different than a lot of our lakes, uh, which are all a little different, but you know, all the reports that I'm getting are, man, the fish have moved up shallow. They're following the shad into the backs of the creeks and backs of the sloughs. We're throwing, you know, swim jigs, chatterbaits, just, you know, fishing the grass, and the fish have really moved up there shallow. Even some of the crappie lakes, like just your your neighboring lake of you follow there, you know, as fish have moved up to six to, you know, 10 foot of water. And, uh, and that's where we're catching them. But West Point, it seems like they, do they stay deeper longer there? And if, and, and, and if so, why? Well, they're real scattered right now because they've left the water up. We're only like a foot low. And normally this time of year, we're like three, three to four foot low. I, I don't know why. They're, they're building a big convention center to have big tournaments, indoor weigh-ins and stuff. And so they've been stocking for the last about the last five years. And they had a big meeting. I talked with one of the city council guys. And um, they, they're they trying to get, you know, more largemouth growing in the lake. And he told me they were going to have a meeting and they were going to try and get them to hold the water up longer to give these uh, pangolins more time to grow up and at this time of year uh, towards the end of october now i have called them in the past i've called them you know out in 22 25 feet of water uh, of course you know my old veteran buddy that's all he could do was jig a spoon because he only had one arm that they could use mm-hmm. and so so he was an expert with a spoon i mean like, you go to some of these other lakes where these guys say, oh, they're in the back of pox. Somewhere on that lake, they see fish out deep, too. I mean, they don't all hit the back of the pockets and stuff. I mean, those are the easier ones to catch, you know, but to find. 
but they, there's some deeper ones somewhere. You got to know, you know, how to find them and, and the right base to catch them with. But, yeah, West Point's uh, kind of a mixed bag right now this time of year. Usually we have a – we used to have the Georgia State Championship the first weekend in November for I don't know how many years we had that way, probably 15 or 20. And every year you'd, you'd fish it, there'd be a cold front pass through. That'd be your first cold front where, I mean, your nights get da- get down, you know, 38, 39 degrees. And uh, from that point on, you have a lot more fish out deep. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's about on target. September is normally shallow. Pretty much all of them come up shallow. And then October... Some of them are still up shallow, and some of them are kind of still moving out, getting ready, you know, towards winter times for for those first November times when it, when it gets cold. It, it is it, this lake is different. It, a lot of people come here and they they can't catch fish. You know, it's uh, it's it, it takes a little use getting used to. Of course, you know, you just don't put your boat in a gunnersville either and start casting and you know fish jumping on your line. You right. Got, you got to you got to get out there and find them and figure them out. Put stuff. your time so, in. Yeah. So, yeah. You know the other thing that that you do that that so many that we don't hear about a lot on the show is and and I know people do it in other places. I, I've talked to other guys in in gunnersville that that do do it, but the the spoons you realize you you fish them a lot and uh, and are very mm-hmm. successful with them uh we yeah that's something that we don't we don't hear a lot we hear about every other kind of lure that you know your typical stuff that you you're bass fishing with but i love hearing hearing about this spoon deal with you and you you do really well with it yeah you know like like i said my, my old veteran buddy you know he had Lou Garrett's disease and his left arm, he could only lift it about three inches. So his right arm was fine. So he, he, he could jig a spoon, you know, all day long. And, um, but if he went to casting and then swapping hands and winding, they'd just wear him out. So he got really dialed in with that spoon and he taught it to me. I about keep one tied on year round, except for like April. And then sometimes in April, when the fish are moving in and they're staged up in the middle of the pocket, you know, uh, you still drop it down there and catch one. So it's like it's it's a it's a nice weapon to have in your arsenal. Pretty much anywhere you go. I mean, I've caught them on Neely Henry. I mean, we had a place there for twenty some years on Neely Henry, and I've you know, most people go there and they ain't gonna be dropping no spoon down anywhere. But right. on Canoe Creek down, I, there's all kind of places I could drop drop down there and catch them on the spoon. You know, are you mainly be, using the spoons to? Are you vertically fishing, or is, are you casting and 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 working it back, uh, or is it mainly a, a vertical approach? Ninety percent of the time is vertical. You're looking for the fish on your depth finder and and dropping down. You're you're hoping to find the school, but a lot of times you'll just see one. And you know if the fish if he's arched up on the sonar, if he if he's arched up, ninety percent of the time you can catch him. Uh, if it's just a flat line, ninety percent of the time you can't catch him. So what you're looking at there is just if that fish is in a feeding mode. So I'm just assuming that if it's flat, then he's just hanging out, not really hungry, he's not a, aggressive. But if he's, he's facing he's, up, he's looking yeah. something to eat. Yeah, he, he well, he's suspended if he's flat and he's not moving. Uh, if if he's arched up, he's moving. And that's kind of what we figured out. Like, you know, a lot of times we get on big schools of hybrid and stripers, sometimes spotted bass and, and largemouth meat together, and, it, and it'll just look like spaghetti, you know. There'll just be long lines of spaghetti. And and reason that is because they're moving. They're mm, moving yeah. while they're in that cone. While they're in that cone, they're chasing bait while they're in that cone. And then there's times that you just see them maybe one or two or three arched up. And they're swimming together, and that's when you—that's what you really want. You want two or three together because they're competitive. You drop that spoon down there, 
And you can do the same thing with a drop shot. You drop it down there and stop it from the face. They're going to eat it, you know. What size spoon are you normally, are you using, uh, and, you know, what size, and, and does it have a pattern on it or a color, or is it just a, a silver spoon? Yeah, it's, uh, 90% of the time I use War Eagle half-ounce nickel spoons, what I use. Um, years ago when I was fishing on the FLW tour, the guy that owned War Eagle uh, spinnerbaits, uh, he came to this area and I helped him get in some stores. He didn't know where the stores at, so we rode around and I helped him get in some stores. And so when I go out there to fish the FLW tournaments, and the, by then it was Everstarts, and um, I'd go by a shop, and I mean, he'd just hand me a box. He said, man, get get whatever you need now, you know? And I'm like, first time, I'm like, oh, okay. He said, okay. <laughs> if you need more than one, he said, don't just get one. You know, get you two or three, whatever you need, you know? And so he done that three or four times. I mean, he's, and, of course, he had those spoons. And back then, I didn't have a clue about those spoons. Uh, but he made those spoons. They come with a swivel on the, on the already built in. That's one thing. And there's two in a pack, uh, which I, I like that because some of these spoons you pay a lot for. And his, you can get two for what you can get some of the one one spoon for. Right. But they they just work for us. I mean, we've tried. The, then the cast master is okay. Uh, they're a little bit hard to find uh, in the right size. But and I mean, like the Castmaster half ounce is great. I mean, I I remember one uh, we had a tournament here, and I I saw. I mean, I was fishing. It was the first weekend in November, and I was on a big old. It used to be a road that went out to there, but it's it's a kind of a flat area. But it's twenty it's twenty two foot deep, and I saw that fish on the depth, and I dropped down there and I, I hit the bottom. I popped it up. And he hit it, and I jerked, and he missed it, and I let it go back down, and he hit it again, and, and he weighed seven six. Dang. And, uh, yeah, we catch a – you'd be surprised what you can catch. I mean, that's just a half-ounce spoon. It ain't got to be, you know, eight and nine inches long. Yeah, we had a uh, uh, we had a guest on a uh, month and a half, two months ago, something like that. Uh, he was the owner of Dixie. Dixie Jig Company. Um, I may not even be saying that right. I think I am, but uh, he had sent me several of them just to look at. And, man, I couldn't believe, you know, when I think – I, I haven't fished jigs in, in a long, long time, but, you know, I think about 20 years ago. And, I mean, the, the jigs, uh, man, they've come a long ways. I mean, they got all kind of different designs on them. And Dixie Jet, that was the name of it. But, man, just um, – I think that's a, a resurgent in that style of fishing and, and in the, 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 the choices you have of the different ones that are on the market. But, uh, man, I need to hook you up with that guy. They're out of Arkansas and they've got some, they got some good looking stuff, but I'll, uh, I'll try to make a connection with you. Uh, he's always looking for, yeah. for folks that are, you know, that do a lot of the jig fishing. Yeah, well, that's where uh, War Eagle was actually started, was on Beaver Lake in Arkansas on War Eagle Creek. Everybody hmm. thought it had something to do with Auburn University, but it didn't. It was uh, War Eagle Creek on Beaver Lake in Arkansas. But, yeah, those, you know, there is times I cast that small spoon. It just depends, like, about 7.10 this afternoon, they're going to move up on that flat. I mean, it, and they're going to be in three, four feet of water. And we'll, and that's when we'll cast it. And I'll just wind it three or four times fast and let it fall back and boom, they'll hit it. Sometimes you just keep winding it real slow and let it kind of wobble back and forth and boom, they'll hit it. You know, um, just kind of got to figure out what they want that day. It yeah. just depends. And if some blows up out there, you know, 30, 40 feet from the boat, I mean, I'll pick it up and sling it in the middle of them and, and I'll just pull it let it fall three or four feet and pull it again you know all right um, and you, you can catch a bunch of something like that um that's cool, but, that's cool. The, those those bigger six and eight inch spoons now the thing with them is you got to know what 
the bottom is. If it's a muscle bed, I mean, you're, you're, you're in great shape. If it's gravel, if it's scent bar, but if you get a stump out there or a log, man, you're going to hang that thing. I mean, a spoon catches everything. Everything. Yep. <laughs> I, I pulled up so many rods and reels and line and everything. It catches everything. So normally if I'm going to cast it, you know, I know what the bottom is. You know? Right. If I'm searching for fish. Like here, the old train, train depot where it ran through and where the train depot station was, it's just a big high spot. And it's all just gravel about size of your fist and smaller. So I can back off and I can I can search with that. I can sand cast it around. If I get hit over here, then I just pull my boat right over there where I got hit and start looking for them. My depth finder might see them. I drop straight down to them. And uh, you go to catching them, you know? Yeah, that's, so, that's I mean, good. It, it, it's, it, it's, there's so many different ways to use it, you know? And oh, yeah. these veterans and stuff, again, about that don't have much experience, just like, like the guy the day before yesterday, I mean, I mean, he caught fish, and I mean, you know, they don't even know how to catch them, <laughs> you know. And, and you know, I, I give them a few pointers on how to work it, you know. But basically, the spoon's going to do it, do it its own thing, you know. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds like it's yeah. great for that, uh, for 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 new fishermen and and all. Well, man, if somebody's going to come uh, fish West Point this weekend, what would your tip of the day be for them, Ken? Pick your poison, whether you want to fish shallow or, or, or deep, you know, run the pockets for the, with the, with the square bills and, uh, chatterbaits and spare baits. And, um, uh, that's more, I say you're going to catch more, you probably catch more bigger fish that way. Even though I called a four pounder yesterday out there real deep on a jig, a few days before that, we caught three that were close to four pounds in the running the pockets with the square bills. So, right. you know, if you want, if you want to catch numbers and you don't care if they're bass or if they're hybrids, uh, those big long points and get out there with a jigging spoon. And I mean, they've been covered up. It's just plum covered up with, uh, with hybrids and, and there'll be spots mixed in with them. Well, it sounds like a great time of the year to, to book a trip to yeah, to West Point. I mean, it, it, whether you're wanting to catch large large mouth or or hybrids, I mean that's a that's a cool thing about West Point. I mean, it's 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 such a good fishery for for so many different species, and uh, whether it's crappie or 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 large mouth or or the hybrids. So take advantage of it, guys, and and get to West Point and uh, call Ken hook up with him and I guarantee you he can he can teach you something and put you on some fish and and man Ken we love what you do with the veterans we've talked about that a lot on here with you and and it man my you know every time I have you on I, I want to mention that because it's such a such a blessing to what you do for these for our veterans and uh or we commend you for that hats off to you for it and keep up the good work but if uh if somebody's wanting to contact you to to book a trip whether you know, and I know that there's uh, the veterans, there's a different way to get in touch with you. If you're a veteran and you're listening and you want to get in touch with Ken, uh, man, he can, he'll put you on a, he'll put you on a trip. And and if you're somebody just wanting to book a trip and come learn to fish West Point and take advantage of this time of the year, what's the best way for him to get up with him, friend? Yeah, I think uh, they can email me, uh, Ken, K-E-N with, W-I-T-H, V as in veteran, F as in fishing, O as in organization. Ken with VFO at gmail.com. You can go on KenBeardFishing.com and email me that way. Uh, you can contact me on Facebook, Ken Beard and Fishing, and leave a message. If you're a veteran, want to book a trip, uh, VFOHome.org, their website. And a web. Uh, the Facebook page is Veterans Fishing Organization, too. You can reach me on either one of those. Uh, last last month, we had we took 20 veterans at Lake Widawi, and we had trophies. We had food. And we had uh, all kind of door prizes and just had a 
great event over there on Lake Widawi. Um, and that's we're gonna awesome. start doing more of those. We're gonna we're gonna hope this next year we're gonna hit Logan Martin, we're gonna hit Neely Henry, maybe Gunnersville, spread that out some more. Get what a great service, man. What a great service. Well, y'all, he's plenty of ways to get in touch with Ken, and, and there's a reason. There's a lot of ways because this man does a lot. And uh, so, Ken, thank you, man. Always love having you on here. And uh, stay safe out there and keep catching them, buddy, and we'll talk to you again soon. All right, man. Thank you all. God bless you. All right. Bye-bye. God bless. All right, guys. Let's take just a couple of minutes and hear from one of our sponsors. Fishing Chaos invites all high school and college and social fishing teams to create a free team or club on the Fishing Chaos platform. Clubs can hold tournaments within the high school team or invite rival clubs and teams to compete in CPR, which is catch photo release events, as well as live weigh-in events as Fishing Chaos supports most any tournament format. The addition of the new Fishing Chaos Club Management platform allows teams and clubs to easily communicate with their members about upcoming events. It automates the tracking of Angler of the Year or Team of the Year series standings and collects all angler results. If you're interested in setting up a free team or club or in hosting a tournament on the Fishing Chaos app, please contact Fishing Chaos today at fishingchaos.com or call Jesse Wilson at 256-508-1853. And brought to you by MB Ranch King hunting blinds and feeders are built to last right here in the USA. With durability and convenience in mind, MB Ranch King's maintenance-free blinds are built and constructed with high-grade steel and come in a variety of sizes to meet any hunter's needs. We also offer high-quality, easy-to-use corn and protein feeders that can be filled with both feet on the ground. Call Kevin today for more information or get a quote at 205-807-2937. MB Ranch King, built in the pursuit of perfection. All right, guys, welcome back to the show. Appreciate y'all hanging in there with us. And, uh, man, great, another great episode from, from West Point Lake with Kim. And, man, we're going to bounce right over, not far from there, to Lake Eufaula with Clayton Bass. Clayton, my friend, what's going on, buddy? Not much. Just getting off the water, wishing I was in a tree, as you know. Man, I'm, I know, y'all, We, me and, me, before, before we started uh, recording, that's what uh, me and Clayton was talking about, man. It's uh, – it's one of them hard things right now. Do you fish? Do you hunt? Because <laughs> the fish is good, but their season's only a short period of time, really. It's hard to get out of that tree. But the fish are biting. Rut, they are biting, but our rut's coming up. My favorite day to hunt is November 7th, so about two or three days before and after that, I will be in a tree regardless. Wait a minute. Y'all's rut comes in in November? Our rut's the first of November. So y'all kind of own. Over here, I live in Georgia now. I live in Georgia. I'm not okay. These Alabama, these transplanted uh, Alabama deer. Isn't that crazy? How when you cross the river right there, or the lake, it's it's like night and day. I mean, you got you got two distinct different ruts. Yep. Literally within uh, all miles. The deer that are, all the deer that are over here and it's say around you, Fala, and this whole area, probably all the way down to you. These deer were brought down from Wisconsin as their genes from the Wisconsin deer, they run later because their does need to lay later right. up there because their That's spring starts later than I do. That's the reason the rut and around Eufaula and some of that parts of Alabama, that's why it's so much later than mine over there at Butler just because mine are native deer. They know when to lay and they always have since the beginning of time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I met with, uh, I had lunch with, uh, the, the, the head of wildlife biology for the state of Alabama or wildlife conservation department, good friend of mine. And, and we were having this conversation about Alabama and how, you know, you're seeing spotted fawns now in both season. And he's like, Brian, do you realize when that deer was bred April, he yeah. said, so our deer in Alabama are, are running from December to April. And he said the thing, and I was like, man, why is it so different here than the Midwest or from other parts of the country? And he said from everything they've looked at that is that a deer in the Midwest, because of the cold weather, they, they need to drop that phone at a certain time of the year to ensure 
the top survival rate. And he said, because they have brutal winters up there. In Alabama, it really don't matter what time of year they drop a phone. And our ratio is so jacked up here with so many does to bucks that that first phase comes in. They don't, some of the does don't get bred. They come back in again later on and, and then they get bred that time. And it's just starting to spread more and more out where we, everybody now is like, man, I deer don't rut like they used to. Well, yeah, they do. The deer still rut. It's just spread out. Yeah. It's just not that panic. It's not that panic mode where the does are going to come in. And then, you know, three weeks later, it's going to go out and it's going to be over like it is in the Midwest and other parts of the country and, and maybe Georgia. But uh, anyway, interesting stuff, man. But let's talk about fishing, brother. What's going on in you fall? We got a bunch of mud still in the river. There's not much clean water right now. What good, what clean water we got is all the way down south. That's where I've been going out of and mainly fishing the south end of the lake just because we got that clear water and fish right now in fall time. They're on bait and they like to be able to see it. So I'm fishing extremely deep. And shallow a little bit down in the south end of the lake. And, man, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, you know, I talk about electronics a lot. But if you're not running that active target right now, you're missing out. Because about every fish I'm catching, I'm seeing on that active target, and then I'm catching it. Really? And they're still, and you're still focusing mainly on the deep water. I know you're a deep water guy. Just you know, by nature, that's what you love. But, you know, a lot of the lakes around... Uh, we're, we're hearing, you know, the shad are moving into the back of the pockets. They're moving up shallow. People are fishing grass, following shad up shallow. You still out deep a lot. Yeah, there, I mean, there's, here's your tip of the week right here. There's two ways that I beat, uh, like, everybody talks about the fall funk. There's two ways that I beat it. It's either you go super deep and find a little bit more consistent water out there, or either you go find current. And you fall, you got to go on up the river to find good current. And we got kind of the mud on where you get some of that current fishing. So I'm out there catching them 30 feet on just on timber and under bait. Anything I can find with that active target. 30 feet. That's crazy. I'd have lost that bet. I'd have figured you'd, you'd they'd be up a lot shallower. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, that deep bite. I mean, I'm seeing them. You see them chasing bait down there. And you'll get on top of them with a drop shot or a spoon or whatever you want to get down there. And you'll actually watch that fish, watch that drop shot go down there, watch them go over there and eat it. And you'll feel him and set the hook and catch it. That's so cool. It's so cool, man. Well, what are you catching when you're fishing that date right now? When you've seen them on active target, what are you what, what are you presenting? What are you throwing? I'm still catching them on a drop shot and a spoon. That's the two main baits I throw out there. Catching more on that drop shot than a spoon, believe it or not. But it's as the weather starts to get a little bit more cool, I'll kind of go over to that spoon a little bit more. But some of them right now, they're out there in that timber, and you'd have to bring 400 spoons with you because you'd be losing them all in that timber. And that drop shot just comes through it a little better. When you're fishing, I asked this on, in, in one of the last segments, but are you fishing that spoon pretty much vertical? You're getting over the fish and just dropping it down yes. over them? I'm either... They seem to like it a little bit more when you've got the vertical presentation on them right now. But saying that, when I am seeing them, I'll look out there with that active target. Most of the ones are either vertical or within 20 to 30 feet of me. That's cool. That's cool. So you just drop it, it down on it, them and, and, and jig it a couple times, pop it a couple times, let it fall, set the hook. I need, and it's, when you see them out there and you flip it down there and you watch the spoon go down there, either drop shot go down there. You'll watch them. You'll see that fish turn on it, follow it to the bottom, if it makes it to the bottom. And then you'll lift up on it, and you'll feel him bite it, and you set the hook. Great way to fish, man. Great way to fish. Well, what will will the how long will you continue, Clayton, to target fish in, in that kind of depth? Is there a certain time when the water temperature, does it get to a certain point where the fish leave that deeper water and move up, or, or will you stay out there deep? fall through winter i'll stay out there deep all through winter until about january and when january hits you'll have some fish that are more conditioned to that muddy water because it will get muddy and it'll clear up and then it get muddy again but around january we normally have all those spring rains and it'll kind of stay that stained color and that's when i'll get up there real shallow with them and i'm not gonna get many bites as many bites then but i'm gonna catch some bigger ones i'm gonna say you're gonna catch some good fish that's awesome 
all my big fish right now, they're coming anywhere from 25 to 30 feet. I mean, about every trip, except for today, we've been catching at least one five pounder and with a bunch of good quality mixed in. That's awesome, man. Are you fishing shallow any? Nope. You just been to the out. bank and <laughs> been to the bank a long time. I'm catching some up in that 10 to 12 foot stuff, but as far as going up there and targeting bank fish, I have not been up there. That's awesome. That's why we have you on here, man. You got the knowledge. You know where to go. You catch the fish. If I can find one, if I can find them offshore, I'm staying offshore. Yeah, yeah. You 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 do well there. That's for sure. Well, hey man, I know you fishing to go. Uh, it's too late to go get in a tree right now. So I, I I can't. I was gonna say I'm gonna let you go so you can climb a tree, but it's too late. But you might need to go feed or something. So. Hey, I appreciate you uh, jumping on here last minute. Always love having you on here, Clayton, and appreciate you. If somebody wants to contact you, man, you do two things. You guide, but you also teach people how to use the active target and all their electronics, and you're an absolute professional at it. What's the best way for them to contact you? Yeah, they can look me up online at lakeyoufollowfishingguide.com. Same thing on Facebook, or either they can just give me a call, 334-310-8338. And if you're interested in learning that active target, that forward-facing sonar right now is a great time to come do it. Uh, I can show you how to catch them on schools with it, out there under bait with it, and brush with it. It's just a good time to kind of do everything with it. Good deal, man. Y'all give Clayton a call and, uh, and book a trip with him. You'll learn a lot and you'll catch a lot of fish. Clayton, thank you for jumping on, man. And uh, go. I hope you get I that big. You. you sent me the picture of that big deer, man. I I, I want to see him on the uh, tailgate, not on the hoof. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Good luck, man. Talk yeah. to you soon. Thank you. All right, guys. Let's take a let's take another moment and hear from another one of our sponsors. Boaters List is your new reliable and fast resource designed to link everyone to everything on the water. If you own or run a boat, you know how difficult it can be to find the right company for the task at hand. Boaters List makes it easy to find the service you're looking for. Locate anything from fuel docks to service repairs or rentals of large yachts or even paddle boats and all things in between at BoatersList.com. They will always strive to make it better on the water. And brought to you by northalabama.org are you looking for a real adventure whether you are experienced or just a weekend angler looking to land a big one north alabama is the place to go for your next fishing expedition north alabama is home to eight picturesque lakes pickwick wilson wheeler weiss smith neely henry lake gunnersville and bear creek lakes each lake is well stocked with a variety of fish and in north alabama fishing is great year-round For more information, visit www.northalabama.org and click on plan to download a North Alabama fishing guide. All right, guys, that's going to be a wrap for the show. What a great show today. Sounds like the fishing is is good right now. People are catching fish. It always amazes me how different lakes around our area and our state, people are catching them different. Some people are moving all the way back in the in the back of the uh, creeks and and to catch them and following the bait fish and you got clayton out there 30 foot of water ken in west point same thing jigging in deep water and they're catching fish so there's a little something for all of us out there right now get out in this beautiful weather and enjoy it and catch some fish and that's going to be a wrap for the show if you're enjoying our podcast Please take a minute, leave us a five-star rating, and subscribe wherever you listen to it. And if you'd like us to email you the show each and every week, all you have to do is text the word FISHING to 314-665-1767, and we will email you the show each and every week. Stay safe out there, guys. Enjoy this beautiful state of Alabama. Talk to you next week. This week's Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report was brought to you by OutdoorAlabama.com. That's where I learned the basics of how to hunt and fish, including what's in season and which license to buy. Learn more at OutdoorAlabama.com. Go hunt, go fish, get outdoors. This message was brought to you by the Alabama Department of Conservation and Natural Resources.
and brought to you by Southeastern Pond Management. If you want to grow big fish or healthier fish or just get your lake in better shape, call Southeastern Pond Management. You can call Norman Latona at 205-288-1371 or just look them up, southeasternpondmanagement.com and, and give Norman a call. And brought to you by Bucks Island. Bucks Island has been in business since 1948 for all of your new and used boat needs as well as motor sales and services and now they have a pro level tackle store. Boat and motor trade-ins are welcome. Visit them online at bucksislands.com or give them a call at 256-442-2588. And brought to you by boaterslist.com. Do you own your own company that needs to reach boaters, anglers, and marine enthusiasts? Sign up for free today to grow your business on BoatersList.com. And brought to you by Great Days Outdoors Magazine. Become a better southern hunter and angler and pick up your copy today wherever fine magazines are sold or save a bundle online at GreatDaysOutdoors.com. 